0: Live from the den is your host Jacob Perkins and Connor Butterfield. This is season two of Options for Death. I am Jacob Perkins. This is my brother Connor Butterfield, and uh, we talk about stock options and uh, try to do it on a regular basis so that we can tie news and predictions and entertainment all together in one it'll train, Connor. Do you want to tell them the surgery you had that prevented a, that gave us such a long time to get to season two?
1: Yeah, I had my uh my uh my bear to bull strategy or my bear to <laughs> my bear to bull uh surgery. Uh, it was an extensive procedure. You know the. The doctor said I, I had the worst case of bear they had ever seen. Dude, you had uh, bear. And luckily, head. luckily, it's uh, officially removed from my bones, and uh, I'm officially a bull.
0: You're bullish. So I uh, today. What is it? It's Thursday, January 14th, and we're doing it. Uh, about market's been open close to 45 minutes now. And he is saying that he is bullish. And I think that's a good time for everybody to sell, guys. If he's converted to being bullish, then then you you might have to step out of the ring for a little bit. But I actually want to agree with you. I, I I am really bullish right now. And the reason being is because a lot of people are kind of like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be – a new transition for president and all this crazy stuff that happened last week. And the, there's this huge bubble. I'm going to tell you something. The bubble is not going to burst anytime soon. There is a bubble. I'm going to acknowledge that, but there's no point in fighting this remarkable wave. Of, I think last time we did this podcast, we we're seeing spy try and keep 330. No, we had seen it go to 350 and slapped all the way back down to 320, right? I think that was, like, the height of where we are in the new stock. They, it has chugged. Everything is at its all-time highs. And um, and I think that makes a lot of people go, oh, my gosh, there's a bubble. Right. But uh, it doesn't hurt to play the game a little bit.
1: Well said, well said. Yeah, no, I – I completely agree. I think there's going to be a time and a place to be a bear. Um, But yeah, like I I don't I don't see it coming anytime soon. I mean, 2021, um, it's been a long time since we've done a podcast. Uh, A lot has happened. Uh, Donald Trump was voted out of office. um, And we officially now know that um, the Democrats have control of the Senate and Congress or Senate and uh, House of Representatives so it is officially a blue wave um so there should be several you know passages of bills that occur in this year and the next 4 years I, I think a lot can get done and there won't be as much there won't be as much divide um in politics um you know that could be a bullish sign uh, we'll have to wait and see about that one um and and i definitely think that you know, another stimulus is coming soon. Um, I know that we got our $600 stimulus checks um, sent out. It was 600 right? Mm-hmm. I know that got passed uh, with Trump, but um, I'm, I'm pretty certain that we're going to see another $1,400 check sent out um, sometime, you know, in the next month or two.
0: Without a doubt. That's actually what Biden's going to be talking about today is his trillion-dollar stimulus plan. So if you look at the markets, they've they're kind of anticipating his announcement today. Mm -hmm. So, um, I no, without a doubt, he's going. And then your weed prediction—they've been going through the roof recently, you know. So yeah,
1: and and I mean, this this seems like uh, these next four years, you know, we could see some some new laws and regulations. Uh, put in place and maybe someone someone's taken away who knows you know will, will weed um be legalized nationwide I don't know well remains to be seen but you think that there's at least a chance for that um I know Joe Biden isn't really as progressive as um you know some democrats are he's more he's more in the middle but um you know it's definitely a possibility with with the blue wave that has occurred and um we got stimulus coming out and I I think To be honest with you, out of everything we've said, I think the most uh, promising thing I can say about um, Joe Biden coming in is a hope for a more effective vaccine distribution. Because so far, whoever's, I'm not saying it's Donald, I'm not saying that it's anyone in particular, but hopefully we can come in with a better system um in terms of distributing this vaccine because you know I, i've already read about many different delays many vaccines having to be thrown away you know some area um, given too much of the vaccine some not enough uh, so i know that you know there's always gonna be bumps in the road but uh, this process in distributing the vaccine is definitely going to take longer than i think a lot of people anticipated
0: which is crazy because they had months to prepare for it right like um Exactly. Alex, my fiance works for the. uh She's a nurse, right? So she she knows a little bit more than the average bear. And she was talking about that Austin Public Health has like thirteen thousand doses available, but they have not used any of them. And then they just recently mm. in in Austin they they created a website for you to sign up for it, and it's just been a total train wreck. Uh, I don't know if you saw what happened in Houston, but. They basically opened it up for like a sign-up thing, and people that weren't eight that weren't supposed to be registered for it got on the list. So, to me, um, it it really comes down to like once Biden Biden's saying is he's gonna uh, he's just gonna say all right here like here's every dose. What Trump has been saying is like you have to ha- prepare for two doses per person, and that's kind of limited the amount that they can give because you have to get your second vaccine right well tr- Biden's kind of like well get your vaccine and by the time your second one comes up there will have be more in manufacturing done so to me that that made sense i'm like well why are you withholding people from getting it but um i i i think um one thing that people see in the news that is causing a little bit of fear is the variation of the COVID-19 vaccine, or uh, I'm sorry, a virus. I do not believe that is going to be as big of a deal as COVID-19 coming onto the stage. So um, even though it might you might hear the rhetoric that is scary, I, I would still be confident knowing that with this vaccine, it should be able to take down variations or at least do a lot of treatment towards it. So um, I, I would say by calls, the big thing, though, that I look at uh, is credit card debt, the amount of uh, debt that the Americans uh or Americans have uh, acquired during this last year. Um, and then home mortgages that so that's so when you hear stuff like that on the news, I feel like that's something we should be paying attention to. I think the other things kind of <clears throat> are a distraction. They're trying to give. Bumps in the road, but we we really got to focus on like uh realistic things that are going to take us down, not not variations of the virus. Yeah. I think that's what I think personally.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and from what it sounds like, the vaccine, you know, it it does the job against all these variants. So, um, you know, it's it should be it should be taken care of. We just need the vaccine it's, to get distributed. The way
0: I see it is it's like, um, so when you go to Pittsburgh, you know, you meet a Steelers fan, they're also probably going to be like a a Flyers fan, right? That's their hockey team, Mm -hmm. right? So like think of the vaccine, maybe like as a sports fan, you know, like if, if the vaccine can take care of this one, most likely it'll take care of the other. Yeah. Origin of it. Yeah. Did I yeah, just? In, uh... Did I just come up with something really smart? All right, so let's say you meet a Steelers fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably a Flyers fan too. Yeah.
1: For for a little bit, I, I wasn't sure how you're going to tie that back in, but you know, I you did know I'd I'd give that metaphor, you know, eight out of ten. It's pretty good. Good. I want to
0: know what it takes to be a ten out of ten with you. Besides I... me in a bathing suit. All right, take it easy over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, uh, you just put that thought in my head, man. Oh, yeah. my, good. Morning, my morning is ruined. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I ruined this day. Hey, I want to also talk about, so um, it's exciting for our podcast to come back alive because uh, my brother, Connor, he's gotten a job with the big boys. He's going to be an analyst, so he's going to be looking at numbers a little bit more. He's not necessarily going to be uh, trying to balance school and the podcast he, so uh he's going to be in a field where he can actually uh bring something really constructive to the table and um and I quit my job so get ready you know we're we're oh. coming in we're having some fun in 2021
1: yes sir i will say that um i expect to receive the job i have not officially gotten it but i am 99% sure it is mine. So uh just like to disclose that. But yeah, I, I definitely um I anticipate being a full time worker, um, in in a role where hopefully I can I can uh, learn some more and maybe bring a little bit more value to the podcast and maybe uh maybe we can change our title from options for dummies to uh options for amateurs. not so yeah, yeah, maybe amateurs would be a good good term wouldn't call us experts by any means but um we're on the track we're on the track
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. For, go
1: ahead uh, i was just gonna say um you know i i also would just like to disclose you know because all, all of last year i feel like the, the whole podcast you know i was very bearish um and you know i learned the procedure went well and uh, i see the light now um so I've actually purchased some of some some of my own stocks I believe a few months ago. Uh I rolled into some some uh, some value stocks, some airlines, some banks, um you know, some classic you know, blue chip stocks as well. Um so I just like to disclose that as well. You know, I am not I'm not as into the to the option trading, but um I am holding stocks. So I would like to disclose that to anybody out there who um, maybe it was like me and is f- in fear of a bubble. Um, I would say, fear no more. Really, for you, at least for the you, you buy and hold on? I would buy and hold. Listen, like for long-term investors, it, it's really about time in the market, um, not necessarily timing the market. Uh, I, I think that timing the market is fun and it does seem like a uh, you know. A good option, but at the end of the day, listen. There's there's no telling when this bubble is going to burst, and um you know, obviously, the day that it does, you know, you're going to lose some money. But uh, I think in the grand scheme of things, I mean, just look at this year, right? I mean, just look at how much, just look at how much the market tanked. I mean, it was like 34 percent in like a matter of a week. It dropped 34 percent. Spy did, and I mean, just look at that freaking rally, man. Like, you feel bad for any suckers who sold. Right on the downfall of that, um, and now they, they just saw this whole year. And, and at the end of the day, you can't really predict what's gonna happen. And um, I just think playing the long game is, is smarter, but just know that you know, we are in a definitely in a bubble.
0: Yeah, did uh Tesla bre- break uh, 850 yet? Uh, I believe they're actually,
1: yes, holy shit, they did break 850, yeah, yeah they, man. Uh,
0: and uh, you know that's kind of like one of those things that you you look at you look at Tesla and and people like Tesla because it it's there's so many different things that uh, Elon Musk is a part of but um, you're still going to make money if you buy stock into it. It's just I think there's better opportunities out there. Right. Rather than focusing on like GameStop was the big one yesterday. And instead of looking at GameStop and saying, man, I really wish I can get into GameStop. Maybe I should get into GameStop now. There's just other opportunities out there. Um, I I uh, I really wasn't a big believer in uh, weed stocks, but then they've really bumped up ever since Biden's gotten his win. And so uh, one that I keep looking into is called Afria. Afria, uh, it's a weed stock and it's bumped up 33% last week. And, um, if I was, you know, I earlier this week, I probably lost, uh, over $700 on spy calls this week. So it's, it's one of those things that, uh, it hurts, but, um, instead of like trying to chase my losses, I'd rather just surface uh, what, what other things? And even I'm looking at Afria. like, ah, I don't think, I don't think that's it. I, uh, I really have to feel it with my gut.
1: Ooh, 700. That's tough.
0: It, you know, it was tough because it was like, oh man, but it, it, that, that's the problem when you, uh, do short dated out of the money calls, right? Like if you don't get it, and a day goes by, then you lost everything, and uh, that's kind of what happened. Is, um, I, I, I thought I was doing good. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm really uh, getting my momentum back again because I started a business, and so I was like, I really shouldn't be spending money on stocks when I should be focusing on the business. Well, I, you know, I was going around, I was doing really well, and then I was like, well, let me do this. I forget that when things move up in a certain direction, so does the volatility. And so if, if it just goes stagnant for a while, you're, you're buying it at a higher price than if you just wait for that stagnant or that big drop. So even though if there's a huge drop after a huge gain, you're paying a higher premium because it, it's mm-hmm. used to those high movements. So if it if it stays flat like how it did this week, I mean you're you're a fish out of water because you're spending a lot for something that's out of the money. Mm. And uh, I I kind of just had this realization yesterday. I was like, look, I mean, I'd rather walk away with something than not because I it's I just if, if something were to happen today with Biden, I I mean I I really don't think it's worth sweating at night over that. And that's the one thing about stock options that really gets me is I. I uh, I just I just don't like the person I become when there's a lot on the line. When you're having when you're winning, it's a lot of fun. That's a you know you're like I'll tip you twenty two percent instead of twenty, and then they're like what?
1: Yeah, I it, it, it's it's definitely gambling, it, and that's listen like even the experts, um, unless you have ma- like material inside information there's no saying what's going to happen with a stock. Um, you know, there, if this were predictable, we'd all be rich, right? Like at the end of the day, there's winners and there's losers. And um, it's, you might as well just go, you know, bet on a basketball game or something. It it really is just speculative. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's something I've learned. Um, you know, I've had my, I've had my losses from, from uh, stock options as well. And it, listen, it's, at the end of the day, it isn't a viable investment strategy. I would say uh, it would be a good use of a hedge. Um, you know, like if you're someone like me who buys and holds stock, and maybe you are, you know, into speculating a little bit, maybe maybe you think that we're headed towards, you know, a downturn in the markets. Like maybe buy, you know, a, a long-term, you know, a long, very long-time maturity uh, spy put. And then you have that little hedge because if you do see a fall in the market, well, you will lose money on the stocks that you're holding, but you also get money on the put. And, um, and that's just kind of like what I think options should be used for. um, Unless you just kind of want to throw some money around, but um, you know, like you were saying, like you got to have some flexibility. You got, you got to be willing to lose the money for sure. Especially those high risk out of the money calls. I mean, you're really just kind of throwing a helm mary at that point but um and yeah like you were saying about volatility um yeah i mean the iv the premiums that are based on iv uh they're they're based on the iv of yesterday right or the day before that right like recent market history not what tomorrow's going to be like they don't they don't price premiums based on yeah like tomorrow's going to be a real volatile day so get ready like get your options it's like no they don't do that they say yesterday there was a huge volatile swing, so guess what? We're going to charge more premiums, and there's no saying whether that volatility is going to continue or not, right? Um, mm. So it's definitely, definitely a gamble. Paying attention to that, um, you know, it, it's it's a dangerous game, but, but yeah. Uh, so let, let's talk about some things like we're looking for in, in 2021.
0: Uh, what I'm looking forward to in 2021 is getting back to, uh, to live events. Um I think, uh, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm just looking forward to just getting out more a little bit and, um, and uh, as like for stocks, I mean, I, I, I really don't know, you know, I just, it, it's uh I don't know I'll would it, you say it by day
1: would you have the courage to buy Tesla right now
0: For, with your money sure <laughs> I, I i uh i mean a Tesla is they do more than make cars they do solar, so if you like if you like the, the idea of a green wave coming through—I mean, yeah—Tesla uh, going to twelve hundred in the next couple months is not out of the uh, the uh, the place. But I I just look at that and I'm like, it just it, it's not. <clears throat> it's just not where I would like to focus my attention. I like watching it, but I don't think it's uh, actually the move to make.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I in uh, Yeah, I, I I my my thing that I'm I'm looking for in 2021 is a possible shift from stocks like Tesla um right? Stocks like Tesla and Apple. I would even say Apple stocks like um let's just say Google, even Netflix, Facebook, uh what we would consider kind of growth stocks. Um I would expect a shift from these stocks that have done so well this past year into stocks like maybe airlines maybe entertainment maybe um maybe banks um you know stocks that haven't
0: i think banks have their earnings next week or they have yeah, like actually a, they have something going on tomorrow i think
1: yeah um yep. Wells Fargo, I'm actually a shareholder of Wells Fargo now. Um, You know, I bought it at the right time. It's already – I got about – let's see. How many shares of Wells Fargo? Uh, I got about 38, maybe 39 shares of Wells Fargo. Uh, I got that about like a month or two ago, and I've returned 35%. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I bought at the right time. I don't know why. I'm not sure why Wells Fargo and banks in general have gone off, but it could be – maybe the start of a shift into those value stocks versus, uh, the growth stocks. And, and that was what I was looking for when I was buying stocks. I wanted to get into companies that, um, you know, weren't in the kind of exuberant, uh, price earnings, multiple ratios or kind of stocks that seemed like, Oh, yeah, that's a fair price for that company. You know, that like, yeah, that I can justify buying this stock at this price. Um, and you know stocks like maybe even PepsiCo or um, I would even say airlines. You know airlines the stocks that are you know at huge discounts. I mean it's a risk for sure, but I I, you, I think you can justify buying companies like that um, because well you know that the downside risk isn't as high as these growth stocks. You know that yeah we're, we might be headed in towards a shift from growth stocks to to uh, more value stocks um, and you know stocks like banks i mean you're going to receive dividends and in my view that's kind of like safe that's like a safe return that you're going to be receiving um versus like you know a company like tesla where i don't even think they really give dividends do they I- i'd be very surprised they wouldn't be profitable
0: um, if they did
1: exactly like all all their money that they earn which by the way isn't that much <laughs> um they want to keep that in the company cuz they want to grow like crazy um you know hence the term growth stock but I, w- I, w- I would say that to for me personally i would expect this year to not be um not be great for them maybe not horrible i don't really expect them to just you know tank but i i really don't don't see that much more upside i think we're going to see a shift mm-hmm. that's my big prediction for this year
0: yeah, I uh, um, I appreciate that because you know every time you open your mouth and you use these terms and you and your college boy that knows this stuff, I think to myself, boring. But <laughs> it's so good to have somebody that actually knows a little bit more than me because I just see crayons and I see red and green (laughs) and i'm like ooh. so um connor i I really appreciate that you put your heart into this podcast even though it's kind of retarded uh really (laughs) really glad that you do do that now um thanks for bringing up the uh, value stocks that's that's a really good indication that was a really great example um maybe somebody who does listen was going to take note on that one uh thing that we were talking about before the podcast is how do we want to start up season two you know and and uh season two you we like fan we like a man Mm -hmm. on the street you know we are our hedge fund dumb really (laughs) (laughs) we were flying high at one point (laughs) you know you know the the hedge fund
1: dumb like brilliant idea. It was a brilliant idea. I really wish it worked. Like, how awesome would that have been to just fucking keep going? Like, just you know, not run it. Yeah. <laughs> any any new listeners? A hedge fund dumb was we basically put we put together two fifty each and had five hundred dollars that we were playing around with purely options, nothing else, calls, puts, and that's it. Yeah, um, and. We started off, we made it, you know, close to like 800 I think, and then eventually we just kept losing and losing and losing and then all of a sudden we had no money left. <laughs> so uh it's a good lesson. And, you know, it, it really fulfilled its name hedge fund dumb. Um but I do not think we will be doing that again because we do not want to lose another 250 bucks. But um I do like fanastock. I think that's a fun thing. Um you know, What's our
0: schedule of- going to be? It's going to be on Thursdays, every Thursday at nine AM. So then, if we were going to do fantasy, we'd have to go into the next week, right?
1: Yeah, like it would be from today all the way to, I guess, th- next Thursday morning.
0: Oh. Do you want to pick it up next week? Because I haven't done my homework. I would just throw yeah, out no a for sure.
1: Yeah, first start, we'll we'll pick it up next week. Um, but but yeah, that's a that's that's a a segment we'll be doing this year and man on the street was, was a good idea. I don't think we've shared that. Um, But yeah, I mean, with, with COVID-19, believe it or not, still being around, um, probably not going to do that anytime soon, but uh, I think
0: I could do that though. I think Sixth street is open. So man on the street is, we wanted to take an analyst, which is perfect because quarter one earnings are coming up, but so we would take, a stock like let's say an analyst is like well tesla's not doing so hot because they have all this stuff well before the earnings we would go down to find a couple drunk people and then be like hey what do you think about the stock tesla is it a buyer or is it a sell and then they would they would tell us their opinion and i and we just do compare and contrast who's better the consumer or the analyst
1: yeah yeah, and um, basically the idea is to see, are drunk people maybe smarter? Maybe they know. Maybe there's, a, maybe alcohol provides a, a certain sixth sense for this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll yeah. find out. And also, to be honest, more than anything, it'll tell me. I, I'm really just looking for justification on how that this is literally just gambling. Um, <laughs> I want to see these drunk people do better than analysts to prove to me that it doesn't matter how much you know or how much you think and how much you can speculate. Um, at the end of the day, it's kind of a flip of a coin whether or not a stock's going to go up, down, or stay the same, which you know screws over both parties. Yeah. Um, but uh, let, let, let's talk about like a like a move. If we had a hedge fund today, what would we do? Assuming we couldn't just buy and hold stocks, we had to. You know, sell. It's purely option based. You know what? What? What would you recommend, Jake? What? What would your move be? What would the play be?
0: I would say plug or spy calls. Plug is is just a. I think it's one of the manufacturers for making the uh, uh, the charging stations around the country, and they've gone off recently, and I. Today's like the first red day they've had in a while. And uh, I actually think this would be a good opportunity because, especially with Jay Wizzle talking. Let's see here. So then. Okay.
1: So so plug or spike calls. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Plug or spike calls.
1: Okay. Um. Interesting. Okay, my my suggestion would be if we're doing options, if you wanted to buy, if you're looking to just buy stocks, um, my recommendation would be value stocks. Um, but if you're looking to make an option play, I would recommend doing something contrary to what we had been doing, and that's selling an option, because. Um, I see selling options as kind of a way to almost like be the house. Um, I know it's not like that. um, But I really do think that like selling calls on uh, maybe Spy or selling calls on maybe, I don't know, like some some ridiculous growth stock. I would consider selling calls on something like Microsoft or Netflix, um, or one of those crazy, maybe even Tesla, if you're that brave. Uh, <laughs> but my recommendation would be doing that because, like I mentioned, I, I think the days of growth stocks are close to an end, and um, and, I, and I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think we're going to see it, you know a tank. I don't think we're going to see stocks tumble. Like I don't think Tesla is going to pop anytime soon, but I I don't see those stocks continuing to climb and you know, they're going to have high premiums. You're going to receive good premiums for those stocks. Um, And you know, it's an opportunity to make some, some money still a gamble, huge gamble actually. But um, I see that as, kind of switching sides. You're not you're not the sucker who buys and trades the options. You're the sucker who gives these other suckers a little toy to play around with and um probably end up losing money with. But yes, yeah,
0: so that, that that's my if recommendation. Connor's you know, dream is to be a candy man to hand out suckers.
1: Yep, that is that's what I'm trying to say here because
0: um Well, that would be a good YouTube video is like where we just stand on a corner giving out lollipops, but on the lollipops, we put like Tesla and all these other things and be like, Hey, do you want one? And if they randomly take it, they're suckers. And then there's somebody on the other corner that's given like taffy. That's like, uh, like your value stocks. And then you just kind of see like, well, people really are suckers out here because we're giving out some, some long-term candy
1: yeah just
0: just accidentally
1: sell them calls instead
0: they don't even know it. It sounds yeah bad. i i uh i think we've always liked the idea of selling calls and everything um it's just it just takes a lot of money to
1: do it okay let, let me see let me see um So I'm going to go ahead and take a look. Let's see if I can Tesla, for instance. You know what? Fuck, I'm not. I'm not. I can't touch Tesla. That's just not the not the move, in my opinion.
0: You could sell calls on Wells Fargo because you have shares. That would
1: be a good hedge for sure. Um, And I will say that they have done exceedingly well the past month. But I look at Wells Fargo kind of like a like a value stock. So I, I don't want to. I if the, if I'm trying to hedge then 100% that's a good idea, but I'd probably just buy a put then if I was going to hedge. Um but I'm looking to um kind of make make some moolah here. So let's just like look at Netflix for instance. I want to trade options, right? Ooh, Robinhood's coming up with different different options here. Sell a covered call. Yeah, they made it look all pretty. Yeah, they do some explanation. I see this. Probably since that dude, you know, the one dude who was down like a million dollars or something like that. I'm trying to think of a... Uh... Okay, there we go. There we go. Okay, so if you want to sell a call on Netflix, it even tells you your chance of profit. That's pretty cool. Uh, You could sell a super out-of-the-money Netflix call, maybe a 515 call. Um, Yeah, you would need like, on Netflix, you would need like $1,700. Okay, so maybe not that. Maybe a stock that's a little cheaper. Yeah. Let's say Apple. Apple's a little cheaper. You think it's going down? You can go ahead and sell a call with a 131, let's say 132 call. Um, Chance of profit is 75%. You would only need $56. Um. You would need you would need to own an Apple share though. I believe is that correct, Jake? Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe like if you own a stock, let's say you own. Okay, I'm, I, I might even just do this just to trade options. So since I own Wells Fargo, I own about thirty-nine shares of Wells Fargo. And I think it's going down. I could sell a call. And I would receive $74. Okay. Um, Probably need to do a little bit more research before you do something like this. But um, you could sell a call. And I believe – Correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, but you would receive fifty-five. You'd receive fifty-five dollars, because it's fifty-five cents a contract. You'd receive fifty-five dollars. Um, and someone would therefore buy this call at Wells Fargo with a strike price of thirty-five dollars. Um, and for them to break even, so for you to lose money, Wells Fargo would need to hit thirty-five seventy-three. Um so I guess the risk is if Wells Fargo goes up to like $38 and you've agreed to sell this call for 35, then at expiration somebody would be like, "Hey, you sold me this call to buy Wells Fargo at $35 and Wells Fargo's currently at $38, so I'm going to utilize this call." So therefore, you'd have to sell them that call for uh for 35 bucks. And basically, you would end up losing. Uh, you'd end up losing money on that, obviously. So it definitely seems like a, a high risk strategy. Um, but if you're trying to hedge a bet and you want to try to get on the other side and you have some money to play around with, to be honest with you, that seems like a, a more sure bet to to make money. Um, what do you think?
0: I think you should do it right now <laughs> uh yikes, just do
1: it, just do it, just do it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it right now, but that would be an, an an option for somebody who's looking to uh get into the other side of uh calls and puts and not um not the suckers who buy and trade them. So yeah, just, just, just an idea. Just throwing it out there. 2021, trying something different, you know, switching things up, you know, 2020 didn't work out too well for us in terms of option trading. So got to keep the mind open. You know what I'm saying?
0: We want to be options for amateurs.
1: Circle. All right. Well, last thing that I want to ask you about Jake before we end this podcast is ask me Connor. What's going on with uh, Airbnb? They had an IPO on December 10th. Um, it was listed on Robinhood on December 10th. I believe not until after a few hours of trading on uh, for the big boys. But um, basically, their IPO price was $68. Um, and we all know Airbnb. This, So that's why I want to talk about it. Um, now, uh, in a matter of just over a month, they've grown 170%. And now their current valuation is $182.44. Um,
0: what exactly does that say about what are the hotel industry what's the hotel industry doing? So like let's do the Marriott or the Weston. Uh, Weston Marriott Myriad hasn't been doing so good. But no, I have been chappy. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's rumors of an acquisition or I don't know. But uh
1: yeah. But I like it. You like it? I don't. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it. Um, you wouldn't touch Airbnb? Nope. Would not touch it. Oh. Because listen, they the people who value and underwrite this stock, like, they don't underwrite it by 170 percent in value they don't i mean they, they try to find a fair valuation for it um and i to be honest with you I, I like i don't understand why i mean this year's been horrible for them it's been a horrible year for Airbnb. this is like they're like any other travel stock like their stuff they're, they should be beaten down right now i get it you know they're a young company future could be bright very uh you know entrepreneurial entrepreneurial real you know how to say that? Give give that a, give that word a go. Entrepreneurial. 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 Yeah. Anyway, it's a very innovative idea, and I like it, but, I mean, come on. Like, don't tell me this isn't a bubble. Like, 170% in a month, come on. Something isn't right here. I don't, I, don't, I don't like what I'm seeing. I wouldn't touch it. Like, the, why touch it? The downside risk is huge. I mean, you could lose 50%. You know like you you could really lose a lot of money in this stock um uh i don't i just well my famous like-
0: song is going to be uh uh, Airbnb. uh next week, we'll cross that bridge
1: when we get there my man but uh i gotta head out this was a good podcast good start to 2021 and we'll see you guys next week in. Yeah, nah, nah.